When wine is on trial, the gossip is dishy. The judges are drunk. Wasted. The verdicts are random. So random. This is True Crimes Against Wine. Hi, welcome back to another episode of True Crimes Against Wine. Sidebar. Yes, that's aggressive. (laughs) (laughs) I'm excited. Sidebar. Sidebar. So today's question comes from Isabella. Hello, Isabella. And this... It's a beautiful name. I know. This question is specifically for you, Topher. Okay. So she says, Judge Topher, how did you first get interested in wine? Oh, that is a fun question. So I... It's funny. I actually grew up, as we've talked about before, kind of in the cult. Yeah. And my parents are complete teetotalers, as in like, I think when my father was a child and lived in Germany, he had one tiny taste of his father's beer oh, wow. one time. And that's all the alcohol he's ever had. My mom's never even tasted alcohol. Um, oh, until until a couple years ago when I made her taste some of my Vinsanto. And she okay. was like, that's disgusting. And I was like, yeah, it's a $20 pour of wine, but okay. <laughs> so I had never really been exposed to alcohol or alcohol yeah. culture at all. And when I was in college, I was like a lot of people supporting myself by working in restaurants. Mm-hmm. And my first serving job was at Olive Garden. Woo! Which does not have a OG. great wine program. And basically, what? I, it's Tell a shocker, what? I know. Little known fact. <laughs> the extent of my wine education that I got working at Olive Garden was red goes with meats and white goes with fish and chicken. Yes, which that's is all you need to know. And it's, it's also completely false. So what? I know. So when I started working for another restaurant company that was much more high end, mm-hmm. they had a much better wine list. And I started to realize like, oh, this is completely different from mm-hmm. the culture that I was exposed to before. Right. And the managers kind of took on some training for me. But what really pulled me into the wine world was when we would have the different beverage reps come in Uh and they would kind of give their spiel about their product that they were selling. Mm -hmm. And sometimes they would even be able to bring the actual winemaker with them. Like if it was a smaller, yeah. And so getting to hear from those winemakers, kind of the passion that they brought into things was really what pulled me in because I was, I was never good at science. We've talked about that too. Yes. (laughs) And so getting to hear from them that this isn't I always thought of beverage as being more of like a scientific thing, but there's so much of an art to it as well. And so much of a culture of community Mm -hmm. that was really fun for me. And I loved the marriage of -hmm. all of those things. And the one wine that really, I think made a huge difference for me and, and really kind of lit that fire. I still remember it's a Cab Sauv that comes out of California called Mi Sueño. Okay. And it's ironic because, you know, I'm not the biggest California wine person. But this was a really cool story. And it was the winemaker who came and spoke with us. He was an older Mexican gentleman, immigrated from Mexico in his teens and started working in Napa Valley, either that or Carnitas. But he got his first job sweeping out the wine cellars. Mm. And he stayed with the same vineyard since he was a teenager and kept working his way up Mm. until finally he was alongside the actual vineyard owner and winemaker testing the grapes to see if they were ready for harvest and like learning about the whole process. Yeah. And so when he was, I want to say in his like late forties or early Mm fifties, the vineyard owner for like 35 years or something like that of, of working alongside him, gave him several parcels of 
the vineyard as his own land to start his own winery. Oh, cool. And so he started his own and mm-hmm. it was it's a beautiful wine if you ever have a chance to try it. What's and it mi, called again? Mi sueño, which mi means sueño. my dream in yeah. Spanish. And that story really touched me and mm-hmm. made me realize like how cool wine is because, you know, you've got these people who are working so hard and then they get to see the fruits of their labor being enjoyed by people. And then on the other end, the fact that wine is such a fun thing that brings people together. You're always with friends, enjoying it around a table and and having it with something that you've worked hard to prepare for them. And it's just, it's a really fun thing for me. So that's kind of what got me into it. And then from there, I started getting more into the technical and and all of that. But, But that was, that was really what lit the spark for me. I love that story. And it all started with Olive Garden. All started with <laughs> Olive Garden. Who knew? Like all your stories do, Tover. Yeah, picture it. Olive Garden, 1922. There you go. <laughs> Thank you so much, Isabella, for that question. I really appreciate it. Any other questions that you guys have, we are open books and we'll be happy to answer as best we can. Yeah, so you can reach out to us at True Crimes Against Wine, at Gmail, TikTok. Facebook and Instagram. Yeah. All right. Cheers. Cheers. Ciao. Bye.